Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 49 of the Bucks Leading Radio. It's your boy, Jacobs. Who else would it be? And I'm here to talk to you about the podcast's first sponsor, Audible. For the listeners of this podcast, we're going to give you a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook. So first, I want you to go to www.audibletrial.com slash Radio. Sign up. Check out a book. My recommendation would be Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. It's really helping me out a lot. I'm working through the podcast, working through social media. If you're into that, check out that book. It's great. Otherwise, they have big ones such as Divergent, The Hobbit, The Book Thief, Girl on a Train. If you want to listen to fantasy, that's an option. Otherwise, you can go anywhere you want in Audible. Anywhere you are. That's the best part. Throw in your headphones and you got yourself an immersive experience. So like I said, let's go to www.audibletrial.com slash radio. This will help me out. It will help the podcast out. And I really appreciate it if you go sign up. And honestly, I hope you enjoy it. I think this is a great product. I wouldn't have signed up for it or worked with them on this if I didn't think so. Uh, so let's give it a listen. Go sign up. And now let's get to what you actually came here for. Some great Bucks talk. And hit the music. What's going on, everybody? Episode 49 of the Bucks Leading Radio. And as always, it's your boy Jacobs on here. Uh, you know, I'm happy to be joined by the Sith Lord once again. Been a little while since I've had you on, Sith. How is life? It's going pretty good. Uh, if, the, if the Bucks are winning, I'm, uh, I'm living a good life. Aren't we all? I mean, anybody listening to this, I think, is enjoying their winter, no matter how cold or how much snow comes on the ground, because the Bucks are winning. Speaking of winning, they are on a five-game win streak right now, uh, hoping for it to be a six-game win streak tomorrow against the Hornets. We are recording this uh, Thursday, January 24th. So, as we kind of mentioned, fun time to be a Bucks fan uh, on a five-game win streak. And we haven't talked all year. So, yeah. give me your thoughts on how this season has been so far um, in your long time of being a Bucks fan. You know, does this rank so far close to the you know, the 01 season going into the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, is it the best you can remember in a long time? Uh, just overall, give me your thoughts. Uh, and we can maybe cover a couple of things that have been talked about, but I just would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it is, it is the, obviously, like, the best season. I, I would say the two best seasons, you know, since I've been, you know, watching the Bucks, it was 2001 and 2009. But both, like, both of those seasons were kind of like, unexpected for me I, I guess like I, I you know it's hard to remember all the way back to 2001 now but I, I I think I remember like you know in 2000 thinking oh we have a pretty good team like maybe they could go far but they they definitely surprised in the playoffs and then the 2009 team you know who knows how far they could have gone but they they had like the last 30 games of that season you know I, I don't remember what the record was but they won like 20 of their last 30 you know, and if Bogut didn't break his arm, they probably would have got further than the first round. Like that, and that's one of the reasons too why we've never we haven't got out of the first round. It's like if Bogut doesn't shatter his arm, like we're not talking about it's been 19 years. Like we're beating the fucking Hawks, dude, and going on to the next round. You know, but this season, 
I will say this, like, I I knew, like, the Bucks were going to be good. Like, in, in terms of, like, better than with Jason Kidd. I'm not saying I, I thought they were going to be this good. I don't think anybody thought they were going to be this good. But there was no way, like, every year you would think, like, oh, well, the, there's so much, like, talent, athletically speaking, you know. And we run stupid fucking plays all the time, and, and, like, our defense sucks. Like, we do this weird trapping defense that nobody in the NBA does. It's like, as long as we get a coach in here that, like, knows, you know, half of what, you know, they're doing, it's it's an upgrade over Jason Kidd because he doesn't he doesn't know anything. You know, so I, I knew they'd be better. Did I think they'd be, you know, the, the, the best team or one of the best teams throughout the NBA, you know, so far throughout the NBA season? No, I didn't. I'm very surprised by it and super happy. Like, like this team right now, like if I mentioned the 2001, 2009 and the 2018 team, like to me, this team is hands down better than those other teams. Like, like it, it's not even close. And that one team was fucking buff. Yeah, it was. And it, it's nice to finally be able to say that, you know, us as Bucks fans have gone through such tough times and... It's great now that we have a winning team, a team that honestly has the endless potential. Just talking this season, 82 games plus, there's so much potential right now with this roster as it stands. We'll get into potential roster adjustments in the next season a little later in this podcast here. But overall, you know, I think I, I'm going to echo everything that you have to say on that. Uh, Bogut, I mean, injuries will always make you look back and say, well, what if... Uh, we have a current one right now in Victor Oladipo. T's and P's out for that man. I'm hoping he can yeah. come back from that. That's tough for the Pacers. Um, they were definitely going to be a dangerous team and could have been uh, a potential uh, you know, dark horse heading into the playoffs. But uh, unfortunately, Victor Oladipo's knee injury will not allow that. But let's hope he comes back from it stronger and even better. Um, outside yeah, of... You know, Go ahead. I, I, I hope for that too. You know, No doubt about it. And I don't mean to sound like a cold-hearted bastard because like I really like Victor Oladipo I, I think is a real dope player you know I like him a lot but hey clears the lane for the Bucks even more man and like you know sometimes like you know injuries play a part and uh you know we've experienced it in the past with you know with Jabari you know so you know a guy can get injured at any time it sucks for them but uh it happens all the time and you know what you know every team's looking for an upper uh, you know an upper hand and maybe they got one in that so yeah that's something that i i always feel bad saying but it does it makes it a little bit easier for the bucks to move forward in the playoffs uh and a little bit less competition in the eastern conference but you know that's just how you got to look at it from our end you know it sucks to be a pacers fan right now and it sucks worse to be victor Oladipo. but yeah right we're we, well worse yes we're sitting pretty um, so I want to get a couple of, of takes that, uh, sorry for listeners, we've already covered while it was going on, but not having Sith on, I, I got to get as many takes as I can out of this man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the earned jerseys and then the City Edition jerseys, where do you land on both of them? And if you had to rank them from 1 to 10 on Bucks jerseys of all time, where are you putting them? Yeah, I mean, I, in all honesty, the um, this when the City jerseys first came out, I was like, oh my God, like what are what are we doing here, you know? But when I see them on, like I've seen, I went to one game where they wore them in person. They look better in person than they did, like I got than they do on TV or I don't know. But they don't even look like when they're wearing them, they don't look bad. Like they're fine. They, I'm, I'm not gonna buy one. I think like, like the hats look stupid. Like when you see that little yellow hat, it looks like it should have one of those spinners on top. You Jesus. know what I mean? Like it's so goofy. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, but to each their own. You know what I mean? Like I don't spend your money. Do you? You know? 
But um, the 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 Ur jerseys, you know, where it's just basically the same concept, but like better colors. They're awesome, man. Those things are fire. You know, I I uh, now you know I, what, I'm I'm not, I'm I'm against wearing a guy's name on my back, but if you could find one without a player's name, I I cop that ish. Wait, you're against wearing a person's a player's name on your back? Yeah, Why? I just think it's weird. I just think it's weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like wearing another man's last name on your back is like super strange to me. Like, I don't know. But whatever, dude. You know what I mean? I mean if people want to wear jerseys, wear a goddamn jersey. You know, I don't care. All right, <laughs> that's a very interesting take. We're just gonna we're gonna breeze past that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Uh, okay, so then uh, a couple of questions. Um, that I haven't had a chance to get your thoughts on is what so Pat Connaughton first of all what a pickup um, I think everybody now can see that he's a straight-up athlete uh, speaking of having a person's last name on your back trying to get a <laughs> Orioles jersey with his name on it because um, he was drafted by the Orioles for the yeah that's, listening. Dope. that's cool yeah um, so that would be cool but you know he's played some great minutes now we're seeing Sterling Brown get some good minutes so this team has been so deep so far this season and been able to show it. Who do you like better? Do you not really prefer one or the other? But if you had to pick one that's coming first off of your bench, is it Pat or is it Sterling Brown? Well, I, I mean, if I – well, I don't know. I mean, I, if, I guess if I had to choose, like, at this point, like, you know, using the, mo- the most recent, uh, you know, games – I guess, you know, DJ Wilson, and I, I think he's better. And, and not and DJ Wilson, I would choose over him for more reasons than that. I mean, he's a rookie. You know, his ceiling's higher at this point. You're not you're not paying him as much money. I don't know what they're paying Pat Connaughton up, but it's probably more than what they're paying DJ Wilson. And, you know, DJ Wilson, you know, there's times he comes in and, like, it seems like, you know, he picks up when they when they pull Giannis out, you know, and I, I, I like him a lot. I like, Pat, I mean, like Pat Connington, you, you got to love like, you know, short white guys that take it to the rack and, you know, he plays with tenacity and, you know, guy's just an athlete, but you know, that's like the NBA. I mean, like the smarter decision is getting DJ Wilson, you know, ready. I'm D, like DJ Wilson and, Ster- and both guys like DJ Wilson and Sterling Brown. I really didn't think they were just, you know, I just thought they were guys in the NBA and I, I still think to an extent they are just guys in the NBA, but you know, they're, they're, they're 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 on the cusp of being real NBA players, and like especially with DJ Wilson, he's got a he's got a chance to be a very good NBA player, and uh, those guys are huge, man. And 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 down the stretch too, if they can continue this play, like that's what's going to cat up. You know, it's not you know you know already what you're going to get from Giannis, you know what you're going to get from Chris and Brooke and Malcolm and you know from the starters, but it's like that bench. You know, the better the bench is, the better the whole team is. And, and you know, my hat goes off to DJ Wilson. I didn't think he was a real NBA player. You know, I never thought he would amount to what he is now. And he's, he's already far exceeded my expectations. So, you know, it's, it's awesome for the game. Yeah, so you know, that's great because that's exactly where I wanted to bring this conversation to. Um, to answer my original question, I think both Pat and Sterling offer a bit of different skill sets. And it really depends on the situation, but I think Sterling has been a lot more consistent coming off the bench as of late. Um, Pat's really good and can provide that spark, but I think Sterling is really good at keeping momentum going, whereas Pat, I think, is really good at sparking momentum um, from what I've seen. But DJ Wilson has been, honestly, the craziest thing to happen to this Bucks team in a while just because everybody was so out on him, myself included. And 
so I think that's been crazy. But the question I want to get to out of all of this with DJ Wilson is, is he that good, right? He's gotten better. I'm not denying that he's gotten better. Um, but is it are we overreacting to how good he's gotten because of the such low expectations that we had after we saw him play last season? No, because there were zero expectations. You know what I mean? Like everyone thought, I mean, like if you couldn't get in, you know, he wasn't even getting in in the scrub minutes, you know? So, and it's not, and again, it's not like he's just, you know, contributing and, and, and like, it's not like he's not, it's not like he's just not screwing up. You know what I mean? It's like, he's actually out there, you know, doing work. And, uh, and again, I mean, like, like a guy like him is going to be huge down the stretch if he's not huge already. Where like Pat, you know, like Pat Connington, I, I, I mean, he's a good player too, and I, I think like what they bring is is sort of similar, you know, in 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 that spark off the bench. But you know, you 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 want to see DJ Wilson over, you know, a guy you signed in free agency. You want to see draft picks develop, and uh, that's that's why I'd, I'd pick him. No, that's true, and that's a good point as well. Um, one thing I did notice, like, before the season even really got going, DJ, you know, he's being talked about. I, of course, wanting to be right, was looking for reasons to be like, oh, DJ's not, <laughs> not good, why are we playing him? But, okay, first thing I noticed when I saw him this season, that boy put on some weight. He got bigger. Like, he's starting oh, yeah. to fill out that body of his. Um, as my lady likes to say, she calls him, he looks like a puppy when he runs because he just doesn't <laughs> look like he fits his body yet. So yeah. uh, I, that'll be interesting to see when he actually fills that out. And the best thing I think he said, and I want to maybe get your thoughts on this too, is that when he's out on the court, he really is focusing on his defense and really trying to be a stopper. And then just, he he's, I'm not going to quote him, but he basically said, he didn't want to get in the way on offense, and he's trying to find where he fits. Now, from what you've seen in his play this year, I feel like I've seen him kind of find a place on offense. And, uh, you know, if you see that too, and where do you see him in offense, and how do you feel about what he said in that statement? No, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I think part of it too, it's hard It's hard to say, like, the leap from, like, the college game to the, to, to the NBA game. And I also don't know what goes into, like, you know, it's like when you're a professional athlete, for example, like talking about his body, you know, it's like you, you have access. Like, I don't know how all these guys aren't ripped or in the most peak physical condition because all you're doing all day is basically working out and shooting basketballs. And you have somebody like it's like nobody wants to eat shitty food. You know, it's like everybody wants to eat, you know, how they want to eat. But it's like if you want to be in very good shape. Obviously, you have to eat healthy. And you have like some of the best chefs in the world cooking like shit that's healthy, you know, but good, you know, so you know, I think it was, it's, it's only up to the individual if they want to be in the best shape of their life. Cause they have all the access to it. It's like, you know why, you know, us people in the real world can't be, you know, in that kind of shape. Cause we're not fucking people doing this shit for us. We got jobs and shit, you know? So, you know, again, I, I only can say that I, I tip my hat to the kid. And, and as far as like his work and what was your other question with it? Like his, his, his role on the team or his work ethic. And his role on the offense, have you seen him kind of find a place to fit? Because I think everybody has, like Brogdon's found his fit, Middleton's finding his fit, and Lopez, and obviously all the starters have now kind of found it. But DJ, he does seem a little bit lost. Like he knows to go to the corners, but he doesn't always seem the most confident on the offensive end. But I feel like I've seen it grow, especially on some late um, offensive boards and some cleanup down there. And that one turnaround three that he shot, I believe it was against yeah. Memphis, but that was just that a ballsy shot. Yeah, yeah. And like Brooke Lopez hitting shit like that too, where he's just mixing people. Like Brooke Lopez, dude. 
Like, let's talk about him after this, okay? And how okay. fantastic he is. You got because it. Because Jesus Christ, that guy is awesome. But no, like DJ Wilson, I, you know, that question's kind of funny because I think, and I was talking to someone on Twitter about this the other day, like, our offense is really the most simple shit. Like, and I think he's doing that fine. Like, if you can't, like, work in that system, like, then you, you're just an idiot, you know, because all, all he needs to be doing is, like, if you don't have the ball, you're you're trying to get to the, you know, uh, one of those spots on the three-point line to catch the ball, okay? And, like, if you're the one attacking in the rim, which we only sent, you know, in the lane, I'm sorry, we only have a couple guys that are going to do that anyway. Like, everybody just gets to their spot and, and you know, tries to create space and shoot the ball. So, I mean, I, I can't – I mean, I, it seems like he's doing that just as good as anybody else is doing it. So, yeah. No, oh, that's a- – great it's a great take he's i mean it's like really a take Let's put that Let's put it that way like like he's not an he's not an idiot he's not jabari parker like dumb okay fair enough um okay so that's actually a good point uh i had when i had um bucks film room on here and i had brian on here from there uh you know it was really interesting to hear about the different ways that bud runs a rather simple offense um, with just minor tweaks in some of the screens that they run. That was something I learned in that. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. Um, we're just giving content on there. But Brooke Lopez, fucking awesome. Yeah. How is, yeah. is he going to be in the three-point contest in Charlotte? You think is so? He, is he going to be I don't know. That? I'm asking you. You think he's going to oh, make it? Oh. I don't know. I saw the Bucks tweeted out like something that they were like, please put him in the three-point yeah, contest. Yeah, that was Giannis I, quoted that. I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, like he should be in it, you know, I mean, it, it's not, you know, the weird thing is, and what we sometimes, I, you know, with my job, we have to watch some of the games at work and like my boss and I, like, we just can't believe, that, you know, it's, it, you know, it's one thing that he's like a seven footer and he's hitting these shots, but he's like, you know, I don't know how much he actually weighs, but he's like 500 pounds, you know, <laughs> shooting, you know, and not only just catching and shooting, I mean, like he's mixing people at the top of the three point line. Like, I don't know. How the hell you can let that guy go, man? Like, I know that the word on, you know, the word through Bucks Twitter and all that is like, you know, I think it's overwhelmingly, you know, especially from like the, the analytic people on there, you know, it's like you have to resign Chris Middleton and, and Eric Bledsoe. But, you know, priority number one for me right now, I guess that changes from time to time, but it's, it's got to be Brooke Lopez. The, the effect that he has on the game for you is insane. You know, not because not only if he's hitting, I mean, when he's hitting those shots, obviously, you, you know, you like the other team's just tipping their hat, but he, he pulls the, you know, he pulls the other team's big man away from the basket, creates so much more space. Like he makes everything so much easier for all the other players. Like I, I will, I will fucking cry if that dude's not on the bucks next year, man. Like he is so key to play a little bit of devil's advocate. Um, you know, I think one thing that we need to be conscious of is his ability to play a full season. We're halfway through, and he's been able to get through it so far. I think it's because Bud has been limiting his minutes a lot as well. He's not being lean, not as much as he used to be. But that has been an issue yeah. in his past, so let's see how he holds up. But I do agree. I think he is he, he's a priority, and that's the issue, is that I feel like everybody going into this free agency is a priority for this team. Um, and we will get into that in just one second. By the way, listed weight for Brooke Lopez, 268 pounds. 755 did you say oh, yeah oh close okay. right around there <laughs> um but this guy's, guy's the mountain from fucking game of thrones dude oh yeah there you go he's like the he's, stand-in he's splash mountain man come on you can't yeah, yeah you can't yeah. not take it uh but he's been fun to watch i love in blowouts when he just pulls up from like 45 feet like basically on the logo like what are you doing it's amazing yeah it is amazing um one thing uh that i also like about brooke lopez which i don't think i hear people mention enough 
Um, but Brooke, seven-footer, learned how to have a three-point shot after having an NBA career of not having one. And everybody looks at Giannis and like is like, oh, is he going to get a three-point shot? Who knows? When is he going to get one? Like, it's a process. I think everybody's expecting it for, like, one day just to be good. But look at yeah. Brooke Lopez. I mean, he his three-point percentage is steadily increasing. It's gotten a lot better even this season. And I think that he's like, he's the proof in the pudding that a seven-footer can learn how to shoot a three just with yeah. time and, honestly, the well, right people. Yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, to a certain extent, I think that's true. I, I remember reading, it's now that you bring that up, I remember reading an article, and I, I, I God, this was a couple years ago, where, you know, someone had, uh, they were explaining how, like, the bigger your, like, the longer your hands are, the harder it is to shoot a basketball. And I honestly think, like, part of that is, like, Giannis's physical freakiness that it's like it's just different for him shooting a basketball than it is for the rest of us like it it's like when you try and take like a like a golf ball and, and shoot it through it in NBA hoop right it's like you would think like well, it would be a lot easier because the thing's so fucking small you know it's like it's hard you know because it's just a totally different motion and I you know I'm not I'm no scientist I don't know what the the, the real issue is with him but that's got to have something to do with it you know because I you know Obviously, Brooke Lopez is a big fucking guy, but I guarantee you his hands aren't as big as Giannis's are. You know, Giannis is a freak. They are. No, that's interesting. I was sorry. I was thinking because I'm trying to. I was imagining Lopez's shot, and it's actually it's very shallow. Now that I think about it, he doesn't like pull it up that high or even that back. It's really just smooth, and it's probably because yeah. his. Well, first of all, he's super tall, so he's not like he doesn't need to get over somebody with the shot, and then his arms are probably super long that he can't like take it from nine feet. Basically, right? Because yeah. then you you have to put arc on it. That's interesting. Okay, well, and that's what. Well, when he's on Brooklyn too, I mean, he took a bunch of mid range shots. You know what I mean? And it, so it just gets for him. I'm sure it's just getting used to the distance. But he always had like a a mid range jumper. The dude's a good player, dude. I, I I like him. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't think anybody who's a Bucks fan doesn't like him. But this let's bring this to the the question that everybody's been bragging about on Twitter. You and I both have been in, in the depths of that for a while now. And uh, Chris Middleton has become the, the line to cross or not cross on Buck's Twitter. And Sith is rubbing his hands together in anticipation for this question. Well, so, so I'll just let you run with it. I mean, you're, you're, on, you're either for it or against it, apparently. There's no in the middle. No, but but see, that's what it's funny you say that because it's like I am in the middle with it. Like, I just I understand both sides of it. Like, and that that's what I and I, you can't ever. Like there's nights the guy is not good, you know. Like, and I, you're, I don't like you can you can say that there is no night that you know he, he isn't good. I mean, then that's your opinion. But I mean, like the, I, just I watch every game. You can tell when like there's just nights when it's not there for him, you know. And then there's nights where he's like obviously killing it. That's the type of player he is, you know. I saw a guy on Twitter compare him to Ricky Weeks, you know, from the Brewers you know, back in the day. And, and he is the same guy. I mean, like Chris Middleton has all the skills in the world to be a great player. And on some nights he puts all those skills together and he's amazing. And it's like, you want to max the dude, but then it's like, he just has these stretches where, you know, it's like, and it's, he has, he has consistently inconsistent stretches where he just turns into some other type of player. So it's really hard. Like, so while I want the bucks to retain him, I do want to see Chris Middleton back because I think what you could get in return for him, like he's better than anything you could probably get in return for him. You know, like I would like to see him back. And I do think he's an important part of the team. Like I like Chris Middleton folks. I'm not, I'm not advocating trading him, 
but but I am but I am saying that like if they did decide to trade him or if they didn't decide to pay him, like I understand that aspect of it too. You know, I don't think it's as cut and dry as like you know basketball analytic Twitter wants to tell you it is. Like I saw Kane tweet out his per thirty six before. There, again, all the uh, you know when you get into those numbers, when you really dive into it, it's like well the Bucks, you know they. They, they were like there was there was something I know Tech Ben tweeted out too about like how Ursan Eliasova, you know, is is so vital to like the Bucks lineup. So it's like early on in the season, the Bucks were fucking killing teams, you know. So your numbers are gonna be super high. You know, you're just you're you're blowing everybody out. And then, you know, it kind of comes back down and everything gets, you know, evened out. And it's like, well, his numbers are still let's see where he ends up at the end of the year. And, you know, we'll go for there. But but you know, but I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed that fucking uh chris middleton from the boston series comes back you know what i mean like nobody wants that shit more than me because like if he does do that we're talking about going to the nba finals so yes. fucking please chris <laughs> uh, you can plead with him as much as you want uh we'll see if it happens or not but do you think there's any any chance he opts in no god no he, what his, he would have the worst agent in the world if he did that. <laughs> he can get so much more money. Like some team, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if any team's gonna really offer him a max deal. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know about that, but I mean, they'll offer him a lot of motherfucking money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like twenty million plus. And you know, if like the Bucks can sign him for twenty million, you know, like it's it's a good it's it, he's worth that money. But when you start talking about $30 million, like, I, I don't know. Like, that's where I go. I, I, I don't know. But at the same point, I, if they have to pay, like, I'm, like, put me on record for saying, like, if they have to pay him $30 million, fine, do it. Because you cannot let him walk out the door. You, you just can't, dude. Like, you, you have to pay him to retain him to, you know, it's like if one day you think you could trade him, like, you have to have assets to trade. And you don't really have any, like, like as good as DJ Wilson's been, he he's not pulling shit back for you. You're not trading Giannis, you know. It, Malcolm Brogdon again is in the same spot where it's like, what's he bringing back? Like the only real trade ship you have is Chris Middleton, and you cannot let him walk. You can't. You can't. You okay. can't, Jacobs. Jacobs, you can't <laughs> let that motherfucker walk. I don't know. Under any circumstance. Everybody is like, okay. I feel like if if you're on the keep, if you're on the keep Chris Middleton train. On Twitter, I know you are. I'm just saying, in general, I feel like I've seen everybody go, you can't let him walk because your point is very interesting about having an asset, being able to trade. It's a future asset, right? But everybody, I feel like, is like, oh, he's going to be super good if you let him go. And I I just think back to this past offseason where we talked about Jabari Parker in that same way, where it was like you had to pay him, you had to pay him, you had to pay him because he was going to be good. You could have traded him if you would have signed. People said the same thing, and now look where you're right. Now, I'm not saying it's Jabari Parker. I'm just saying... Just because he could be potentially and I good. I was wrong about that. Was so wrong about it. You it, know, was so so wrong about it. Does everybody still give you shit about that? Of course, that I'll ever it'll ever be forever linked to me. <laughs> but I wanted it to work. You know, Fair what I mean? like at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck what move they make. Like you're never gonna see me like saying, "Oh, they're so stupid," or "That was so dumb," or what you know, because like it, it's like okay, if this is what they think they gotta do to win a title, like then that's okay, cool. Okay. Let's. I just want to see wins. I don't care who's in the jersey. All right, so so you're, so you're signing Middleton, whatever dollar amount, right? But then who are you signing next? Are you signing Brogdon, Lopez, or Bledsoe next? Who are you working? Like, who are your top, like, rank them for me. If you're going to sign Chris, well, you sign him. You can't. Who do you go to? No, I know. I know. This is kind of a cop-out to that question because, 
you know, it's like you, you, you have, it's like, well, if you're signing Chris Middleton, then you have to like, who's the next guy you're signing. But like, again, talk, just talking today, like who would I sign? Mm -hmm. First of first and foremost for me, like as it sits today, Mm -hmm. Brooke Lopez would be the first guy that I want. I want back because again, I think his weight on each game is so vital. Okay. And then the next guy for me, and I, I'm always tweeting. Like anytime I see a, a hate and tweet of Malcolm Brogdon, I'm tweeting some shit out about how good he is because the guy's so goddamn consistent. Like I cannot imagine, like I cannot imagine, you know, the Bucks not bringing him back. And I also think he's the type of guy. He's not. I doubt he's going to get twenty million dollars out there. You know, so maybe if you can bring him back for fifteen or something, it's like money to value on player is probably better than it is. At, like with Chris Middleton at $30 million, you know, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, even though Chris Middleton, you know, when he's on is a better player than Malcolm Brogdon, I'm right. not saying he isn't, but you know, you, it, it's all, how much are you going to pay a guy and how good is he? You know? So for me right now, Brooke Lopez and Malcolm Brogdon, like, like Bledsoe's way down on that scale and not Bledsoe's been, this is the best I've ever seen Eric Bledsoe play. Yeah. But I just, I just can't. I don't know. Like, twenty five million for Eric Bledsoe and one meniscus. You know what I mean? Like, ah, uh, never shown it before. He knows it's a contract year, Jacobs. I know, but I feel like Chris should know that too. So why aren't they both? I can't trust but, that uh, I so I agree. I think that that we got to take recency bias out of it when you look at Bledsoe. But I, I'm, I don't know. I think I'm signing Bledsoe. Over Brogdon? I can't even say it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because I I was asking yeah. a buddy about this the other day. All right. Do you, like, how many games a year do you think the Bucks win because of Chris Middleton? Like, do you – like, give me a number. Like, wh- how many games are there, like, Chris Middleton won us this game today? Oh. Oh. I, I don't know. I don't think I've felt like that. In a while. Well, yeah. yeah, I guess. I mean, he's hit a couple big threes at the end of a game, but I've never looked at a game and went, that was because of Chris Middleton. He dropped 40, or he was super efficient from the field. But I think he's done some good things defensively. I think he's a good team player. Sometimes I think he hurts the game more than he helps it, and that's just because. But I think some of it's because he's trying to figure out the system. You talk about how simple it is, but it's not. What is there? I want to see him figure out. He doesn't. Bud does not want mid-range shots, and that's what his bread and butter is. Okay. That's what All I right. think. That's why he's letting him shoot mid-rangers now. Because if you watch this, if you watch this team from the start of the season till now, you will see zero to mid-range shots. Now Bud's letting Chris try to develop and create his own shots and get mid-rangers and work that a little bit to feel comfortable on the offensive end. But I, that's why I think maybe you can find a better Chris Middleton. I don't know. But I think you can definitely find a different Bledsoe. And I think Brogdon, I think you're right, is better because he's so much younger, has a lot more upside. But I still think Chris works. I actually think Bledsoe is probably the harder one to find as of right now because point guards, you know, like it's hard to find a really good point guard, you know, and I think he's a good player. My, my thing with Chris Middleton is I just I don't I think there's plenty of games, though. And again, that's not I'm not like I, I have to preference. I'm not hating on the guy because I do want to see him back. If I haven't stated that enough, let me state it again. But I think there are uh, plenty of no, not plenty of games, but enough games where you're like, damn, if Chris would have showed up on the sheet tonight here, like we'd probably win that game. And we only have, what, 12 losses on the season. So that hasn't happened that that much tonight or I mean this season. But Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it, it almost seems like they're winning, you know, 
without him. How many games did you look at this season and think, we won that game because of Eric Budsoe? Uh, there's been a couple actually. I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on which one. I mean, it, they're, they're, they've been for you few and far between, you know, because most games it's like, well, we won because we have Giannis. Yes, like the, you know what I mean? yes, he, listeners he's, he's take out. that with yeah. yeah. We're just talking su- supporting staff for you. You look and think who yeah. be, who made a big impact on the game. Like the the better question is like, do I think Bledsoe's contributed more than Chris Middleton? Yes. Now, like the, again, their per thirty six numbers. I saw Kane tweet out like, you know, Chris Middleton's per thirty six was like you know, a point higher than it was last year, you know, a percentage higher from three than it was last year. And that's awesome. And that, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's great, but we're also only halfway through the year, right? You know, we, you know, if you're basing it towards, and I I mean, that's again, when I talk, like when I talk about like, you gotta know like what you're looking at when you look at those numbers, like we're basing it off like a full season from last year and only half of right now, you know? So I I don't know where he finishes. Hopefully he does finish above that, Mm -hmm. but you know, he's just, it, he's just a curious player because, like, I, you know, I would fear, like, oh, they let him walk. Like, I would feel terrible if they just let him walk, or I would feel really weird if they traded him. But, you know, on on the flip side of that, I just sometimes I think, well, you know, maybe maybe he ain't the guy. You know, I don't know. It's a, it, I've never thought of a play a Bucks player as hard as I've thought about him because, like, again, on one hand he's so great, on another hand it's like sometimes it just seems like he's just a guy. Yeah, I think a lot of it is us as fans have to really trust in John Horst, which I think he's earning a lot of, especially after this past offseason, bringing in a couple of key players that we're now seeing the the value of right away. So I think that it's going to be very interesting this offseason because he has a lot of big de- – they have a lot of big decisions to make with all right. of the free agents that I'm, we – I'm glad I don't have to make it. <sighs> you know? Dude. I don't even know if I went into 2K. Like, I don't, I'd have to really see the full market, I think. <laughs> but like, that'd be. I'm, I'm interested to see. Do you think? And this will be the last thing before we transition into uh, next topic here. Do you think there's any chance that any of these guys, maybe Bledsoe, he's getting a bit older, he'll be 30 next year um, or this year. And uh, do you think any of them come at a discount? Because we got Lopez at a discount to get here for the year. Um, do you think maybe he signs a bit cheaper? Maybe, maybe Chris takes, like you said, maybe 20. 22 instead of maybe a 30 out there to play on this team and do you think that's dependent on how far they go this season uh well you know i think that if they wanted to keep all the guys together they can like when you know when people say like oh well they can't keep all of them yeah they can they just have to pay the luxury tax to keep those guys you know but you know hopefully you have you know that's where you know you need someone who knows how to talk and can try and, you know, convince all of them, hey, if we stick together, maybe you maybe you take a little less money, he takes a little less money, you know, you say to them, you know, and it's just my opinion of how that would go down, like, the, <laughs> you know, like of dollars. You're the, the best fucking player on this team, guys, a top three player in the NBA took less money mm-hmm. so we could build around him, and you're not going to take less money because, you know, like, because, you know, I've heard swirling rumors, you know, that you know well one of the guys from one of the guys on the radio was saying that you know like chris middleton you know wants all the money and he wants to be the man and i'm not talking about gary walpole either you know and if that's the case it's like well you know then may you know like I, you you just you have to have someone sit down with these guys and convince them that hey we have something special here can you take a little less money so we can keep this thing together yeah and i think that that was that's great why point. there's fucking agents in the nba you know? Yes, you're correct. But it's also exactly the point I was going to bring up. Uh, you 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 figured it out perfectly that Giannis took less money to begin with, so you can kind of run with that a little bit. 
Speaking of when he signed, we have him through the 2021 season and the man, the man you just mentioned and some national media have been tweeting about Giannis leaving oh. Milwaukee already. What do you think about that? And does it bother you that this Milwaukee team is not getting the national attention that we probably deserve? Every ESPN, FS1 is talking about how we're no match for Toronto or Boston. Um, so give me your thoughts on that. Uh, first of all, we are a match for both those teams. Proven. Uh, okay. And, 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 uh, I'm not, I'm not upset that the national media hasn't caught on yet because we, we, we didn't deserve it until this year. You okay. know what I mean? And like when, you, you know, like, like the new kid comes to the, you know, come to the big boy table, you know, they're trying to do everything to keep you off the big boy table. That's how the world works. You know, I am upset, however, in that, and it started, it's starting to change now. Um, but like the local media not globbing onto this team, it's like you have the you know the best team, or again throughout the season one of the best teams in the NBA. Like it should be you know on these like radio channels. It's just my opinion, but it should be nothing but Bucks talk wall to wall. You know, like I don't, you know, like I don't, you know, of course, like the Packers are the biggest draw in the state. There's no doubt You're, you have to talk about them. That's what people are tuning in for. They have ratings and that kind of shit. But I always like the flip side to that coin is like, well, how are the Bucks ever supposed to get like more of a statewide reach? And like, you know, if you're not talking about them, like you got to give them the platform to to get on that level. You know, it's like I hate that the NBA is always looked at as like the third sport. Yes. You know, it's like NFL, MLB, you know, NBA. But it, to me, it's like whatever sport is in demand at the time should be on the, the fucking docket at the top, you know? Well, that and you are have are going to have potentially two MVPs, two current MVPs with a former MVP up north in Green Bay. And like everybody should be aware of that and be fucking celebrating it. Like this is yeah. amazing. This doesn't happen often, especially in the NBA. Oh, my um, God. One of the worst things. You, I, go ahead. You know, I'm sorry. I'm just saying like you have a guy in, in like in Giannis, like – this this guy is fucking special, man. Like there there's never been you know what's what's crazy about him is I always used to think like if we could like I used to think I used to think small like if we could just get a player like even Russell Westbrook, you know, I always used to think that like where he's obviously not the best player in the NBA. He'll probably never be the best player in the NBA, but if we could even get a guy like that where just like the rest of the league saw how good this dude is, you know, that'd be a start. That'd be cool. We have a guy that is arguably the best player in the NBA mm-hmm. and we, and we treat, you know, and, and he gets a lot of pub around here, but I'm saying, but the team that he fucking plays for, it's like, he's carrying that team on his back. Yes. You know, like you should, you know, every time I see this guy, I think like, how lucky am I that I get to watch this guy in my hometown? Because, it, you know, they will never have a player as awesome as Giannis Adetokounmpo the rest of our time on this earth, bro. Okay. Yeah. They might have a player who's, who's really fucking dope, you know, and, and, and puts up points and all that, but not a player that affects the game in, in so many ways. I have never seen anything like Giannis. Never, ever. It and is. I never will again. He's the modern day Shaq. Yes, he is. And that's what Shaq even said. But as we round out this podcast, quick question for you on how good this team can really be as we head into the half, second half of the season into the playoffs. Uh, are we going to go to an Eastern Conference final game at the Five Star Forum? I think we're going to go to the NBA finals. And I don't, Let's think that's go. A stretch, I don't think that's a stretch to say that. Like, I don't think over seven games, like, I don't, you know, I don't think that, like, Toronto, in, in a seven-game stretch, like, it could go seven games, but I think we could get them. And that's why, too, like, we, we, it, it, the goal has got to be is locking up that number one seed. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, like, Toronto, you, you know, Toronto could beat us. You know, like, the, 
a, a lesser team beats a better team in all sports all the fucking time. I mean, like, it's not it's not written in stone. Injuries play a part. Who knows? We're halfway yep. through the season. But as it sits today, again, if you're asking me the question today, like, we can beat either one of those teams in a seven-game series mm-hmm. and go to the NBA Finals. What sucks, though, is I just – I don't think there's any team that can beat the Warriors. And if the Warriors didn't exist, like, I think I'd be talking like, God damn, you know, we got a chance to win this whole thing. But – I don't know. Dude. I'm on. So okay. First of all, I, so no, I'm. Are you one of these guys that thinks like the Warriors aren't just gonna flip the switch? Dude, they just they're gonna flip the switch. No, I think that if the Bucks do not make it to the finals, the Warriors are NBA champions probably in like five games. But I think that if the Bucks make it to the finals, I think there is a chance that the Warriors are losing to us, or it's gonna at least go seven games because we match up so well against them. Now that could be all completely wrong because Boogie Cousins looks like a completely different human being out there. And he's playing very well for them in that in first couple of games. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out as well. But I am writing, for those of you listening who don't know, I'm writing for uh, thebreakdownsports.com. Um, and Congratulations. Had, thank you. Uh, it's free, so I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm just a dumb one. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, man, you gotta get, you're, you're good, honestly. I wouldn't come on here if I didn't think you were good Fair at, enough. at doing this. You know, so. uh, and then we have our own podcast. And... Uh, co-host of mine thinks the Boston Celtics are going to go farther than the Bucks are. So I am putting my money where my mouth is. There's going to be a bet coming on. Uh, so at least follow me for that content because I think <laughs> it's going to be very entertaining when I win. Um, otherwise, you know, we're finishing up here. Any last things you want to bring up, uh, you know, around the Bucks, around anything? No, you know, I just want to see them continue to do what they're doing. You know, it's it's this is the first year, you know, even even going back to the 2001 team, which I think was the next best team. Like, I don't it's weird to me when the Bucks aren't up by 20 points, you know, or yeah. like, you know, who, who are they? Play, who did they play on Monday? Mavericks. Uh, the, yeah, the Dallas, you know, and they were like losing by four. Yep. And I, I remember just being shot, like, we're losing to, to Dallas by four. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, wait a second. This game's not over. We're going to beat them by 20. Like, you know, yep. every game seems like it's like that. And it's just so weird. Like the, the like Max Kellerman always says when he brings up the Bucks, like the, the number one acquisition in the NBA was LeBron James. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of this last summer. Yeah. But after that, it was Mike Budenholzer to the box. Yes. Okay. Because that is the pull that this guy has had. On, on this team because even like without Brooke I think again Brooke Lopez you know is a huge huge difference but say they didn't end up getting Brooke Lopez I think you know we still have about the record that we have right now yeah because we would have filled out that spot somewhere uh with somebody quick question for you um as a fan when you're watching those games against the Mavericks, do you have complete trust in this team? Like you just said, we're down by four. Up, oh, we're going to win by 20 because I start to revert back into the, oh, here we go. It's happening again. We're going to start losing. No. <laughs> yeah, not, no, not me because, like, I mean, they just they just dominate so hard right now. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not being a homer. Like, I've come on here in the past before and told you all the fucking problems with this team. And I would, you know, like – like last year, I thought I thought they were going to be Boston, but I didn't think they could beat Philly. I didn't think if you know yeah. if we got past the, you know, and I only thought they could beat Boston because Kyrie, Irv, you know, their two best players were out, and we we were basically at full staff. I was wrong about that, but like this team is so much fucking better than than last year, and even though it's basically the same players, it's like again the the simple system in which they play, and I can't believe more teams don't play like the Bucks play. But it's it, it it's a lot easier for us because you know we, we play a similar style that the Rockets play, right? Mm-hmm. But how much easier is it? And as many points as James Harden scores, 
it is easier for Giannis to score a bucket than it is for James Harden to score a bucket, yes. which makes it easier for everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, so we run that same system, but it's so much, it's easier for us to pull it off than it is, like, a team like the Rockets because we have fucking Giannis. So is Giannis going to win MVP? Is he going to win MVP? I don't I don't know if he'll win MVP or not. I, 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 I He should be the MVP. I agree. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, to me, he's clearly the MVP. Because like the Rockets, it's like okay, James Harden puts up all these, all the like he had like, you know, fifty points the other night or forty points on like thirty six shots or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think he took he took twenty shots from the three point line and made five of them. Mm-hmm. Like his he, he's he's not the most efficient player. No. And his team's worse. Yes. But you know, you know, Giannis affects the game so fucking hard. He does. You are right. So I mean, I agree. I think I think this will calm down. He just scored sixty one at the Garden. Melo still holds the record there, so it's fine. But uh, great player, he ain't Giannis. He's yes. better than Giannis. I agree. Not, not on fucking, not never. Um, not never. So that I think is a good way to end it. Giannis is MVP. He's gonna get it. I think he's gonna win it this year. I think this is this will all fade. Uh, so where can the people find you on the internets for some great bucks and? Oh, other tweets and everything else. Hey, you, you know what? If you're listening to this, you know where the fuck to find me on Twitter, all right? So let's just put it that way. Jacobs, all right? Fair enough. Got to right. give you the chance to plug. Um, you yeah, can... hey, you know what? I, I wanted to do this last time I was on here, too, and then I'll get off. I'm sorry. Yeah. Shout out Elijah Price on Twitter. I love when that dude's on. You should have my boy Cool J on. You should read his thread on uh, Chris Middleton the other night. Um, and... You know, there's a lot of guys on Twitter that I'll, I'll shout out on here, but those are two dudes. If you ain't following them already, those are two great like Bucks follows that you should follow on Twitter. If you're not already following Jakubs, you gotta follow. Hey, appreciate that. Yeah, you can find me at Jakubitz. That's at J A K U B I C Z, um, and then you can follow the podcast at Bucks underscore Radio. Uh, other than that, we appreciate you listening. Uh, appreciate you being a Bucks fan. It's a fucking great time to be one. Um, coming up. Yeah! Hell yeah. Um, Coming up here on the second half of the season, I look forward to bringing more podcasts and more content to you. And uh, like I said, appreciate you listening. Cheers.